Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. It's episode 166. I am your host, Perry. With me this week is my wife, Lucy, as we drink some old-fashioned cocktails. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Perry. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Are we doing sweaty balls now? Is that how we're starting <laughs> this episode? NPR, you know. <laughs> So if you hear some clanking and clacking around in the background, don't worry. It's just our daughter. She's in her playpen. Say hi, Eden. Good. She's eating her toy. (laughs) (laughs) So we normally start each episode out with what have we been drinking recently, which is not what I meant to say, but we're going to get get to that in a second. Uh, But with Flying Blind, we don't really have a blind that we're doing right now. So sorry. That was the cooking timer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot to turn that off. <sighs> off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we, we normally do Flying Blind, but, you know, not doing it this week. We kind of did a little bit of a Flying Blind on on the pregame chats, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash podcast for five bucks a month. Are you chewing away from the microphone? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, you're so professional. I know. Um, <laughs> 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 Did you forget where to talk? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I do also want to remind people up front that if you are not yet a subscriber over at Patreon, that's patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds there go to support the show. It is a great way uh, to help us out on a monthly basis. You can even do it for a year uh, if you want to do that and go ahead and do that. But also, please rate, review the podcast in whatever podcatcher app you use. It's a great way for us to reach new listeners, and uh, it really helps us climb in the charts. Anyway, enough of the business up front. Lucy, what have you been drinking recently? Wine mostly. <laughs> of course, gin. You made, a, you made a really cool cocktail on Saturday, though. It wasn't my favorite, but I love the flavor of rose, so I'm always trying to figure out a great way to incorporate it. So I have some rose liqueur, and I threw some gin and some raspberry liqueur in there. It was okay. Not my favorite. You topped it off with some rosé, too? I did. I forgot about that, yeah. Was that... Do you think that weakened it? It needed to be weakened, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. The rose liqueur is very strong. Okay. So okay. it needs a little something to break it up. <laughs> and I used Hendrix because it has rose notes, so yeah. that compliment. Mm. Yes. Well, dust and a misty left yesterday, so... <laughs> we, Lots of bourbon. <laughs> there was a lot of bourbon that was had on Saturday. Even Misty. Even Misty. She was drinking wild turkey American honey, which was I wasn't expecting. No? At all. But Dustin brought his infamous big box of bourbon <laughs> over. He had a Starward, Starward, which is an Australian whiskey pick from our buddy Christian up in New York. It was called Star Wars. It was really, really good. It's a single malt uh, cast strength whiskey. Oh, we got the uh, the bottles for the A121s, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and Larceny Barrel Proof from Heaven Hill last week. So we'll be reviewing those this week on the live stream, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, otherwise, some pretty standard stuff. I can't think of anything really significant. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Old Fashions? Old Fashions. So we did a thing. There's three different ones. One is made with a syrup, a pre-made syrup. One is straight out of the bottle. And the third one is I, we just made it home. 
So made the, I, I kind of not really simple syruped it. I mean, I like muddled. You, you some, muddled the sugar and water. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like hot water. Or, so it's not really supposed to be. But, I mean, like you boil it and it well, becomes one thing. There are two ways to make an old fashioned. One is with simple syrup and one is with <coughs> muddling the sugar, the bitters and the water. I prefer the muddled approach anyways. I do as I do as well. I do as well. So Lucy's more of a cocktail person, whereas I'm more of a neat bourbon person. So I figured this was a good middle ground between the two. So we'll drink through them, kind of talk about which one has, you know, what the, the different qualities between each of them and determine which might be our favorite between the three. So the first one, and we're not drinking them the same thing at the same time. We're kind of talking back and forth uh, about different ones. I'll I'll drink the Elijah Craig one first. Is that the middle? No, that's the one on the far left. Um, okay. I was going to so, say the one on the far right tastes like the homemade one. That is the homemade one, and the one in the middle is the straight from the bottle. I can't remember the name of it. If you could oh, check it out. It is Handy and Schiller. <laughs> sorry. Their label's really hard to read in this lighting. Do you want me to try? (laughs) Signature cocktails. And it is an old-fashioned signature cocktail made with Buffalo Trace. Peychaud's bitters. And it has some added color. It's made in New Orleans. I was kind of bummed when it said that they added color to it. But, oh well. All right, cheers. Cheers. The pre-made's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't have as much depth of flavor as the homemade one. It's not as sweet as a homemade one. It's definitely more whiskey bourbon forward. This is very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> did you use the right ratio? Yes. Okay. I did. Um, so, and and by the way, with the homemade ones, I just used Heaven Hill Six Year Ninety Proof, and like we said, the Handy and Schiller. Handy and Schiller. Okay, thank you. Um, it, like we said, it comes pre-made with Buffalo Trace, and I think it's 82 proof or something. 84 proof. 84 proof, excuse me. So kind of keeping everything in the same ball house. Ball house. Ball house. <laughs> Where you store the balls. <laughs> Ballpark. Never mind. Which has a ballroom probably, so it's just more specific. Where's the ballroom? <laughs> It's my first day. Could you point me to the ballroom, please? Which, I mean, could also take as the dancing place. Oh, duh. <laughs> I know. Was, oh, I said we, ball house originally. That's what it was. Let's <laughs> just move on. Golly. Really just killed that bit. I don't mind this. It's just overly sweet for me. Whoa. When I when, when I usually drink these syrups, I like to add other bitters in. To kind of get rid of some of those brighter flavors. And I don't mean like get rid, like cover up because I don't like them. It's just, you know, I usually find that it's better to kind of tweak it a little bit. To Yeah, I mean, you want to make it to your liking. Yeah. And I think that the pre-made cocktail, it doesn't need the added bitters. I think if anything, I would add an orange rind. I would add a sweeter note to it, add a cherry. And we don't have any garnishes on these is another Mm-mm. important thing to say because garnish is 10% of a cocktail, if not more. But where we're stuck in a nice storm, we don't really have easy access to the uh, grocery yeah, we store didn't at mention, the moment. <laughs> we didn't mention that up top. So internet might be out in a couple of days. Hope this episode does okay. <laughs> yeah. 
right, we've switched cocktails. We have. The pre-made one smells significantly better, I think. It's definitely more your taste. This one is very sweet, and I would maybe just do a little bit less syrup with it. Yeah. And definitely add some more bitters. So with in terms of the ratio, what I did was basically two parts bourbon to one part syrup. Yeah. And that's the typical ratio. Yeah. Anyway. Two so, ounce bourbon, half ounce syrup. Uh, see, I did a full ounce. Well, maybe that's where so you went wrong. It, it could it could be. I added a little bit extra bourbon, so maybe it balanced it out just yeah. a hair. But I, I would probably go lighter on that one yeah. in general. But then there's like... <laughs> <laughs> Cute baby noises provided by Eden. Then there's something like Eli Mason, where I feel like it's just it's just great right out of the mm-hmm. right out of the bottle. Yeah, I haven't had an Eli Mason in a long time. I think Eli Mason tends to be a little sweet too. It it does just a hair, and I do tend to kind of tweak that one a little bit as well. Yeah, you'll have that with syrups. Though. I mean, that's their nature. Yeah, of course. But the the homemade one, I used four different types of bitters. And brown sugar for the syrup. And a dash of cinnamon. And a dash of cinnamon. That's that's correct. And then, of course, just two, two and a half ounces of bourbon. So. Oh, already, I th- Go ahead. I've already tried the homemade one, and it's definitely my favorite. I tried it? it first just as a baseline. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, I'm going to take a handcrafted cocktail over a pre-made or syrup, you know. But I still think that there's a lot of value in pre-made and syrups. Oh, absolutely. I'm lazy most nights, and that's why I drink wine. (laughs) But to be fair, though, it's not that hard to make an old-fashioned. No. I mean, it's... it's, One of the easier classic cocktails. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no shaking involved. Yeah. For the most part, unless you you really want to. Syrups are great for batch cocktails, too. If you're having a Mm -hmm. party or a dinner party or whatever, you know, it's great to make a batch cocktail, and, you know, you don't have to worry about it. All you have to do is add garnish and go. Remember when we were able to have parties? Yeah, right. (laughs) The fully pre-made one is really good, though. Again, not my favorite. I know. It's probably my least favorite of the three. I don't get all the notes I want to get with an old-fashioned. I've not tried the homemade one just yet. Well, I think this is going to change your opinion of some stuff. (laughs) Boy, that cinnamon's really popping through, the isn't cinnamon's it? Cinnamon's really good in it. I I barely used any too. You don't I mean, need it was much with cinnamon. Literally, just like a dash. It's more for aromatics than anything. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, really okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yep. See, I I also prefer to have slightly more whiskey forward in it anyway, bourbon forward, and use like one hundred and one, or I don't know. If I'm feeling squirrely and have enough antique 107. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling squirrely. I'm feeling squirrely. Um, Or even, I mean, I've done it with like Rare Breed and Old Granddad 114 before as well. And I just think those are much more dynamic. The problem for me with using lower proof alcohol and cocktails, it just gets lost. No, you definitely want a higher proof. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 fully fully dislike using and it's usually like a well bourbon yeah. but like 80 proof 86 proof 
in a in a cocktail. It just immediately gets lost. Yeah. And there's no there's no real balance. But in this case, you know, I wanted to keep it all in the same ball house. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it in the same ball house. You got to keep it in the same ball house. Put it on a shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, bourbon podcast shirt. I've got to. I've got to make one for John Edwards that says "Big Pick Energy" <laughs> for barrel picks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I'm. I might actually have to make that tonight before we okay. <laughs> go to bed because I keep. I keep thinking I need to do it, and then I totally forget that I haven't done it yet until I bring it up in conversation. Doesn't matter anyway. Big Pick Energy T-shirt coming soon to bourbonshop.thirdless.com. I think with cocktails, though, it's important, you know, with clear liquor cocktails, you kind of want the alcohol to not be the main flavor. You don't really want to taste it, especially with a vodka cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Gin, you want it there. You want to taste the botanicals, but you don't want to taste the bite. Yeah. With bourbon, whiskey, scotch, you want it to be there. Yeah. When you take a sip of a cocktail with bourbon that's what you want to taste you just want it to be highlighted and complemented by the other ingredients and that's why i think an old-fashioned is such a classic and why it's been around this long and is still so prominent well and with something like vodka that is really just inherently made to be the the alcohol component instead of a flavor component in the drink yeah i mean do you Shoot, you really don't want to go any much higher than 80 or 100 proof because then you would just get like yeah. the alcohol bite. <laughs> but as we were talking about this, though, I had a flash that was like somebody has to have made an Everclear cocktail. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Spring break. <laughs> Is that literally what it's like, a, what it would be called? No, I'm just thinking spring break or like jello shots or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of cocktail. There you mu- could call it a cocktail. There must, yeah, right. There must be. Hooch is the better word, I would say. <laughs> but there, there must be a an Everclear cocktail called Spring Break. Oh, I'm sure. Like it just seems there is. it seems appropriate. Yeah. And... Anyway, <laughs> you light it on fire before you drink it. <laughs> I'm all about the aromatics with my Everclear cocktails. <laughs> I was because it's practically fuel. <laughs> well, that's that's true. <laughs> And then I use it to clean my my car. Your car? I don't know. (laughs) This is why I don't like recording on Mondays, because my brain's fried from the first day of the week. Yeah. You know? Sunday is like... I was too tired Sunday. Chef's kiss. Oh, no. I was exhausted on Sunday, too. Like, we're not recording in the studio like we normally do, because it's... Cold. Freezing cold out there. And so I had to basically just pack everything up and... (laughs) move it 30 feet this way <laughs> but still like the act of having to do all that yesterday after just being exhausted i could i can't no i couldn't even fathom it so i want to try that elijah craig one again do you remember which one it was it's the lighter of the two okay it, or three i guess you have all three of them over there don't I you I do. Yeah. yeah i'm hogging them see this is definitely a case where i would have added bitters like i said earlier absolutely yeah and like even even for the color. Like, I would feel weird if I went to a bar and ordered this, or got this after ordering an old-fashioned. It's very light. It's it, it's kind of unsettlingly light. Maybe that's why 
the pre-made cocktail by Handy and Schiller had added some color. But look at the, the homemade one. You made it with brown sugar and you added four different types of bitters. Okay, yes. And it's much darker than all of them. Yeah, but with the, the Elijah Craig one, I imagine that they probably only used Angostura. Or something. Maybe they, you know, made their own bitters. The the color, like immediately when I when I poured it, I looked at it and I was like, something's not right here. <laughs> they use blood orange in it, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. I used some of the blood orange in the homemade one. Yeah. Cane sugar, water, lemon juice, natural flavors, and blood orange puree. Hmm. Well, with the, the homemade one, I'll break down uh, the, the actual ingredients in it. So, like we said, it was brown sugar muddled in water to get the simple syrup effect. Angostura bitters, orange bitters. Mm-hmm. The blood orange bitters, and then uh, the bitters that Ian gave me as well. Do you know the names of the bitters? It's like other than Peshads and Angostura. The blood well, orange. the the orange is also Angostura. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of the blood orange though. But the I think the one that Ian gave me is like VST bitters or mm-hmm. something like that. I think he said he made them at home. That's cool. But they're extremely aromatic. Yeah. And the like when I first smelled them. I thought, this is very strange. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it got into the first cocktail that I made yeah. with them, uh, it was perfect. I mean, it really added a, a nice bitterness to it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> An but acid flavor? It was, I was going to say acidic. We've been, <laughs> We've been watching, watching too much Top, Top Chef. Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really looking for that acidic bit. <laughs> Needs acid. <laughs> <laughs> I think my brain's broken. Think so. We just cut a bit that I <laughs> just failed on every single level. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it's clear like the the homemade one is the best out of the three. Absolutely. But to me, if I were gonna come home after work and just wanted a quick cocktail, wanted an old fashioned, I think I'd reach for the Elijah Craig syrup over the pre batch. Pre made. Yeah. I just, there's more levels to the flavors, and I think that the pre-made is very one note. Yeah, I can I can see that. It is pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy-handed yeah. with its flavors. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's well done. I, I, I'm not saying that it's a poorly made cocktail. It's just, it, it there are, other ones that you could get more depth out of. Yeah. And it really doesn't have any nose to it. Oh, really? Like of the three. The homemade one, and I think it might be because we added some cinnamon, definitely has the best nose on it. Then the Elijah Craig syrup. And then the pre-made one. I mean, it really doesn't have much of a smell at all. Yeah. It's in a totally different ball house. Yeah. There you go. But I think if you did add a garnish, you added some bitters, you know, added a cherry, it might be really, really good. Yeah. I could see myself adding, uh, like, extra bourbon, honestly, to the pre-batched one. I think it's really bourbon heavy. I think really? it needs. I think where it falls short is the other notes. I might even muddle some sugar before I threw that in there, you know? Now, to be fair, it's also a little watered down. 
at this point. But yeah, it. I think I have to agree with you. Actually, it does get a little bourbon heavy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah, I think that one needs the most work out of them. I think the Elijah Craig, if you were gonna doctor it up at all, it would just need a couple of dashes of bitters. Yeah. This one, I think it needs a little bit, some bitters. It needs some garnish. It might need a little sugar. So you might as well just make one on your own. I wonder if you took this and added a splash of this, if it would accomplish what we want to accomplish. Do you want to try it? Yeah, go get another glass. Well, I mean, we could just use the one that we have already. (laughs) So what Lucy was saying was adding a dash of the Elijah Craig syrup to the Handy and Schiller. Do you have a twirler? I do not. Would you like for me to go get it? Nope. Okay. You're using the butt of a fork. That's a lot better. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. The Elijah Craig has in its syrup what... Oh, it smells better. ...that was lacking. It just needed a little oomph to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that gave it. Yeah, it really helps round it out. Yeah. And kind of help pronounce more of the sweet notes that were already present. But just amplifying it up. Yeah. That's oh. actually really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to try it when it's not been watered down, too, because I imagine that it's Absolutely, probably even yeah. better. But there's actually... I, this is the first time that I've noticed this either on, on any of these. Adding that gave it a finish. Yeah. Everything else has been pretty just palette forward and then you know, some sugars hanging out on the back. Yeah. But like there are actual notes I'm picking up on the finish so on I've, this one. I keep reaching for the homemade one because it has so many more notes to it. Man, that's nice though. Can you can I, keep can, that one. Well, I, I, want, the I want the homemade one. You've been hogging the homemade one, man. Bogart. And the, okay, fine. Bogart and my homemade cocktail. That's really good. <laughs> I don't make enough cocktails. Like, just, I, I really just don't. Well, neither of us really do at home because you dirty more dishes than you want to clean. Exactly. And yeah. we both hate doing dishes. So the least amount of dishes possible, we're going to do that. I'm so and sorry for the baby noises, by the way. <laughs> they're, un- they're unavoidable right now. But, you know, it's just easy to grab a bottle of bourbon. It's easy to grab a bottle of wine yeah. and just pour from there instead yeah. of having to think about, you know, I need to make this syrup. And most of... My favorite cocktail is a bee's knees, and it requires a honey syrup. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's really not a ton of work if you have the honey syrup, but it's just having to make that syrup. I've seen one advertised, if that's what you're about to say. No, no, no. I was going to say you should make your syrup with the, the barrel-aged honey. That's why we bought it. Like, I mean, I knew we were going to use it for cocktails, but... No, we talked about doing a bee's knees with gin and a bee's Oh, yeah, that's right. We with did. With the barrel-aged honey. Should we use the barrel-aged gin, too? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, we might have another episode coming up. <laughs> do these knees. It depends on whether or not we're snowed in for the next seven days. That's very true. So, <laughs> if that does, in fact, happen, there's a good chance Lucy might be a semi-permanent co-host on the show. <laughs> the first multi-week repeat co-host ever on the show. I'll take it. I figured you would. You always, you're always like a lot of fun to have on the podcast, but you hate listening to podcasts. I do. <laughs> I really do. I am one of those people that I don't like 
if you're a real authority on something, I will listen to you. But if it's just somebody that has just as much authority over something as I do or knows about equally as much, I don't want you telling me things. I don't like being told what to do, if that makes sense. It does, but I I don't listen to a lot of, like, self-help or or guidance I don't either, but I mean, like, the bourbon stuff, like, I mean, I guess I don't know that much on it, so I could listen to somebody. Yeah. And what I find with a lot of podcasts for the things that I'm interested in that I've tried to listen to is they don't have a presence, and you can tell that they they shouldn't be an audio-recorded person. So it's really hard to listen to because it's all over the place. There's no structure. Okay, but what about shows like Do Go On? I, li- I mean, I think they're funny. I've, yeah. You know, when, but- what I've listened to, what you've shown me. I enjoy and yeah. because I feel like they have a good presence. They, you know, know what they're doing. And uh, yeah. And I mean like they're doing research too and yeah. presenting a topic. Exactly. Like that's fine. And I've tried to listen to some that it was the same sort of thing, but they just did not have a good audio presence. They didn't have great voices. And if somebody has a terrible voice and I do not like my voice being recorded, so I'm sorry if you hate it. But if I do not like somebody's voice, I have the hardest time listening to them. And for me, I would rather listen to an audiobook about something than a podcast. Yeah. Because those people are vetted. You know, they're hired <laughs> to do audio recordings because they're trained professionals. And you've been in the audio recording industry for a while, so you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder... If you would like something that's like associated with, and I'm not saying this is exactly what you would listen to, but like an NPR style podcast where it's yeah. like got reporters or they do all the research and, and that would kind be of, what I would gravitate yeah. towards. See so now, like I know podcasts that I think you might enjoy based on that then like, yeah, but I guess if I want to learn something, I'm going to turn on the TV. I'm going to turn it on National Geographic, Discovery Channel, that kind of stuff. Turn on Masterclass because we got that. You're just more of a visual person. I am. Yeah. And if I'm going to listen to something, I want it to be music or an audiobook because I love to read, but I don't have the type of lifestyle that lets me sit down and read a book. <laughs> but I have one that lets me listen to books all the time. So Yeah. I much prefer to do that, and I feel like that's how I get my information. That's how I get my culture is by listening to books, listening to music. Sure. And then, you know, if I have the TV on and I want to learn something, because I can have that on, you know. Well, Lucy, that's a great segue because uh, we are sponsored this week by Discovery Plus. Really? No, we're not. (laughs) I was going to be very impressed. (laughs) No, I just bring up Discovery Plus because I've seen every freaking commercial for that service. I'm so tired of it. And I imagine... It's only like $8.99 a month. (sighs) You can get TLC, you can get HGTV, you can get Magnolia Network. (laughs) You can get... Travel Channel if you want to see ghosts. Don't get me started on Travel Channel. (laughs) Please refer back to the Jack Maxwell episode where he and I talked about. I might feel stronger about it than Jack Maxwell feels about it. (laughs) Well, I think that he was kind of contractually obligated to not talk about it in as much depth as. Oh, I'm sure. You know, 
Because, I mean, he still has friends over it. Yeah. Well, his friends need to put him back on Travel Channel and take the ghosts (laughs) off of Travel Channel and put them on sci-fi. What do you think? I don't know if that's part of the Discovery family of networks. It is. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Ghosts are much more sci-fi than they are Travel. Oh, wait. You don't know if sci-fi is part of that? Yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. That might be a Turner company. Well, they need their own ghost channel. (laughs) And they can put that on Discovery+. Plus. I'd be down for a full ghost channel. Yeah, like, I mean, I if I'm in the mood for that, but see, I don't want to give Travel Channel my views because I don't want them to win. <laughs> I wonder how views are counted with digital streaming services. Like, I don't know, like but they're Hulu not going to get my or... views. <laughs> They'll get my views when they show Bizarre Foods and what else have they Anthony shown? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, no reservations. It's like Thursdays they show, show that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder... If that was just a natural transition that they made after he passed away. Well, they just like, started doing it. Playing it on Tuesdays, Thursdays, whatever. Day. No, I mean like transitioning away from the actual travel stuff. But his show was, I mean, I guess it was on every evening. But there were so many other shows that they just don't have anymore because they have to show Ghost 24-7. Because nothing says travel channel like Ghost. But I feel like you're missing my point. I'm saying like when he passed they made the conscious decision to transition away from those style of shows oh. because of how popular he was with it. And But there were other people successful with those I, shows. I know. I'm not saying that there aren't, but it. I'm, I'm just hypothesizing. Like maybe, yeah. you know, because he was so popular and he was such a big draw that they felt like, well, now that we don't have any more no reservations to show or... Um, they're going to show ghosts because that's what you do when somebody dies. I show ghosts all the time. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm just really pissed off about the ghosts is all I'm saying. <laughs> I get that they're traveling to places to look at ghosts, but they don't really show Ooh, these places. Like in a museum. And what the Ooh, cities have to offer. Here comes Annabelle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't care for Annabelle. It's Cotton Eye Joe, the ghost. <laughs> That would be funny. That would be hilarious. He's just doing the Cotton Eye Joe dance the yeah. entire time. <laughs> and all they ask him is, where did he come from and where did he go? <laughs> and the then, recorders actually tell us the final answer. We've all been wondering. We've all been dancing, trying to figure this out. We finally have the answer where he came from and where he went. And it's just 30 minutes of annoying banjo music in the background. <laughs> yep. All right. Rant about to travel channel over. But anyway. Well, one of the things that we wanted to bring up, too, and this was all kind of formulated by Lucy as well. I'll give you... Most genius things are. Okay. (laughs) Most of Perry's better ideas this Golly. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway. (laughs) I'm going to just humbly brag on that. Yeah, well, her next great idea that I didn't have and she had... (laughs) Uh, was to do kind of a gift guide list in the latter half of the year. And she, of course, said it had to be called Perry's Favorite Things. Inspired by Oprah, obviously. Well, yeah, of course. Eden agrees with it. But around Christmas time, I'm always trying to figure out what to get you. I'm always trying to figure out what to get you. And your mom's always trying to figure out what to get you or your dad. So I'm always Googling gifts for bourbon lovers (laughs) and it's all the things that you already have that everybody that likes bourbon or loves bourbon already has 
It's never anything creative or out of the box. So I end up just trying to have to figure it out for myself. Yeah. And I know that you mentioned things throughout the year. And of course, I don't Mm -hmm. write them down. I'm usually pretty good at that for gifts. But bourbon stuff, you know, you're always talking about bourbon stuff. So Yeah. So this is a good way for me to kind of compile all of that. Yeah. And just create a gift guide list. I know that there are a thousand gift guide lists out there. Not even a thousand, like a bajillion. But But if it helps out one person. (laughs) (laughs) Your donation of 35 cents a day can go to help Perry's favorite things. What's it funding? (laughs) Perry's favorite things. (laughs) But anyway, so it's just going to be a list of things that I, you know, use regularly or find some really good usefulness behind or things that I just enjoy. So uh, it's pretty going to pretty much going to be bourbon exclusive. Like I'm not going to recommend the Nintendo Switch. No, I mean, go get, go get a Nintendo Switch because it's a lot That's fun. That's what but. Tips and Bits are for. Exactly. We're not at Tips and Bits yet. We'll get there in a minute. Don't jump ahead of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what Tips and Bits is for. Yes, I know. I know. I know. It's my show. Here's <laughs> <laughs> favorite things is for bourbon-related gifts. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, like cocktail syrups would go on there. Yeah. That's uh, what the, inspired this episode. Yeah. The noser would go on there, Absolutely. too. It's on there. So it's sneak peek <laughs> check in mate dude so if you guys have anything that you would like for me to check out and maybe consider for perry's favorite things send them to me at my bourbon pod uh or this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com or um, if you have products or if you have products please send them to us i'd love to check them out there's yeah. a couple that I, I need to reach out to yeah absolutely because there's stuff that we haven't tried that looks very interesting mm-hmm. and would probably wind up going on that list pretty Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pretty easily. And, of course, we want to support local, support small business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and some of those will will be on there as well. And, you know, I'll compile links and everything so it's easy to find. And that way everybody can just go and check it all out. Yep. Send it to your partners. Anybody that needs to get you a gift. Birthdays, Mm -hmm. Christmas, Easter, what have you. (laughs) So, anyway. St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) It just hit me that you said Easter in there, too. So, what do you want in your Easter basket this year? <laughs> what do you want the Easter bunny to bring you? <laughs> um, can you bring me a Superman action figure? Eden doesn't think that's a good idea. She doesn't want that in her Easter basket. <laughs> anyway, so Perry's favorite things coming. I don't know, November ish this year. Yeah, before Thanksgiving, I'd say. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. We do have tips and bits left though for the episode before we get out of here. Uh, Lucy. Do you have any tips and or bits for this week's podcast episode? Sure. I recently got the Quartzicle wine bottle insulator. I think it's called the wine insulator. <laughs> it's awesome. And you can get a lid with a straw so you can just drink straight from the bottle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I have yet to use it, but I'm very excited to use it. And I'm very excited to take it to the beach with us this summer. That straw you got is super cool, too. It's fantastic. And, of course, it doesn't have to be used for wine. (laughs) I'm going to be sipping beer through a straw (laughs) in that thing. I wonder how many bottles of beer it holds or cans. Uh, Probably like one and a half. A whole wine bottle's worth of capacity. So 750 mils? How many mils are in a... 12 ounces, but I don't know how many mils that is. Oh, 355. 
So, two and a tenth? <laughs> <laughs> two and a twelfth? I don't know. I was thinking more like a cocktail or something that you could put in there, not really beer. But... Oh, actually, yeah. What was that cocktail we had the other day that we said would be good for the beach? Where were we? Here? <laughs> Did I make a cocktail? I thought so. I don't remember. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, anything else? Have you already talked about Ted Lasso? I talked about it last week, a little bit, I think. I would like to just reiterate that. Yeah, it's please do. It's a great do. show. It's and you amazing. should definitely give it a try. <laughs> Sorry, the baby's made her presence known. I don't know. What else have I liked recently? Uh, we've been enjoying Silicon Valley. We have been, yes. Yeah. Um, if you're local, there's a great chocolatier. And she is called Sweet Chocolate Confetti. We've gotten her stuff before, and she made mine and my mom's cake pop things for our birthday. <laughs> and then for Valentine's, I ordered a box with lots of delicious goodies. You did, So I recommend her. And then Board and Company. Yes. I ordered Perry some buffalo chicken hearts for Valentine's Day, and they were delicious. So good. They're so good. You were like ba- basically begging me to get them out when they were delivered. Yeah. You're like, I really wanted to try, really, and they looked really, really good. Those <laughs> buffalo chicken hearts out. Like, okay, fine. But they are fantastic. I made a post about Valentine's Day on social media and tagged them in it on Instagram. Yeah. And she has really cool. really cool charcuterie boards, so sometime we'll have to order those. We should do a uh, some kind of collaboration with them. Absolutely. Do like a bourbon chocolate Ooh, yeah. or something. But I w- I'd have to, I'll have to give her a holler. Bourbon balls. Well, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but yeah, we've been watching Silicon Valley for the first time and really, really enjoying it. Um, we've also been watching the New Orleans season of Top Chef. I don't like it that much. No, the Kentucky season has been our favorite. Far, so far. superior. Far superior. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I want to finish it. And it's yeah. kind of getting to the point where there is friendly competition. But for the most yeah. part, everybody just sucks. They, they just, just like, don't have the charisma and camaraderie that no. the Kentucky season had. And it's kind of like when you watch um, Bachelor, Bachelorette. You watch it more for the friendships, especially Bachelorette, because when you get those bromances going, that's, <laughs> that's what you watch it for. It's so funny. So it's kind of like Top Chef for me. You watch it for the friendships and how they interact with each other more so than, yeah. you know, who you want to win. Yeah. I had something else. Was, oh, oh, Barb and uh, Star. Barb and Star. Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. So funny. Very funny. We really, really enjoyed it. It's the new Kristen Wiig movie. I really had to sell Perry on paying $20 to rent <laughs> to it on rent Amazon. Because well, the thing is, I had just rented Wonder Woman 84, and which is not a money. tips and bit and or bit. Well, it's, your tip is to not watch it. <laughs> yeah, my tip is to avoid Wonder Woman 84. It is a pointless, broken movie that I had like a 20-minute rant on after you got home. Yes, he was not I happy. It, I was so pissed. He was very upset. So I've been wanting to watch Barb and Star since I saw the trailers for yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be on HBO Max. So I knew it came out yesterday. So I got on HBO Max, couldn't find it, Google it, come to find it. You know, you have to rent it and watch it on your 
whatever you rent movies. <laughs> so I was trying to sell Perry on watching it, and finally he's like, oh, okay, fine. We'll watch it. I, I love Kristen Wiig. So, I mean, it wasn't a terribly hard sell, but it was just the fact that it was $20. You had to rent it for $20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Okay, uh, listener tips and bits <clears throat> this week come from Stephen Sussman, friend of the show. He said he's reading Artemis by Andy Weir. If you're into, oh wait, by the way, if you want to uh, send in your listener tips and bits, you can do that to either at my bourbon pod or email them to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We'll read them out here on the show. Anyway, Stephen said he's reading Artemis by Andy Weir. If you're into a sci-fi moon world set in the near future, it's kind of cool. Otherwise, if you want to imagine being in a tropical climate in the winter, put one of those default window backgrounds and a heater by you and get a mister with salt water. <laughs> <laughs> i dig that because this weather is awful play some yacht rock <laughs> i don't know if I... there's some wonderful feeding that's going on in the background here another um once things get back to normal if um yacht rock review is in your area you should go see them i totally fun agree show so much fun i got very drunk that was a lot yeah <laughs> but it was so much fun <laughs> it was so worth it you're swaying like you're on an actual boat yeah when you stop swaying you realize how drunk you are <laughs> and uh i think that oh i know one other thing that i was gonna recommend that uh the video of the guy who's got the cat filter on oh. during the <laughs> i just find it really funny it just cracks me up anyway that does it for this week's episode it's kind of a, a shorter one this week so i'm very to the point you are, yeah. I'm not long-winded. <laughs> I guess that means you wouldn't have anything for last call. What's last either. call? That's the Thursday Patreon release. Oh, oh we'll see. <laughs> it's a couple more days to think of something to talk about. Yeah. So what, am I going to have to leave all this set up out here? No, you don't. I don't have to be on it. <laughs> I'll just call Swan or something <laughs> for it. Anyway... That does it for this week. Thank you all so much for loose, uh, loosening, is what I said there. There you go. Like I said, recording on Mondays is not good for my brain. <laughs> Lucy, is there anywhere people can find you on social media if they'd like to? Yes. On Instagram, I am Lucy B. Ritter. On Facebook, I'm Lucy Bellamy Ritter. Twitter, <laughs> L. Kemp123. Wow, that's an old handle. Old handle. <laughs> my old middle name was Kemper. Yeah. Well, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show itself, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. And if you do such a thing, we will read it out here on the show, good, bad, or ugly, or beautiful. And uh, wow. we got a three-star review this week, oh, wow. which um, comes from uh, Jeffy2001. Headline is Giggle Fest. He said, the content's great. Really like the guys and their opinions, but the constant giggling and laughing is so distracting. Every sentence ends in an exaggerated loud belly laugh. It's just way too much silly giggles. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that bourbon had to be serious all the time. It does, Perry. Come on. <laughs> I laugh. I'm a, I'm a happy person for the most part. Someday but, he's going to be Santa Claus. Ho, 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 y'all. That's my audition for it. 
you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can also find our This Is My Bourbon Drinking Glass glasses, which I'm actually drinking out of right now, the Glen Cairns. Not you. You're drinking out of one of the bourbon blind ones. Yeah, I was just checking. Sorry. At uh, whiskeyambitions.com. That's where Chad and Sarah of It's Bourbon Night have their uh, store, and they were kind enough to let us share some of that space so that we could sell our glasses. I go live every Thursday night on YouTube, youtube.com slash This My Bourbon Podcast at 8 p.m. Ooh, what else? You can send questions or comments to This My Bourbon Shop at gmail.com. You can leave us a uh, voicemail for barrel rings at 859-428-8253. I said it wrong a couple weeks ago, and I felt real real dumb about it. Anyway, oh, also, patreon.com. Duh. Duh. <laughs> patreon.com slash the most important one. Dot com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month and for as little as five dollars a month. You get bonus content like the pregame chats, which come out every Tuesday, and then the last call, which comes out every Thursday. So basically, you're getting three straight days of content from the channel. Yeah. So go and check all that out. That does it for this week's episode. I have no idea what's going to happen next week. Honestly, we'll see. Originally, dad was supposed to be on the episode this week. And, you know, we've got two inches of ice. But we will see you all next week, regardless of what it's going to be. Until then, I'm Perry. And this is my bourbon podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another ep... No, I didn't like that. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Pe... Uh, nope. Wow. Who are you? I never do this. I'm nervous because I'm here. Kinda. <laughs>